Okay, here we go. Welcome to another edition of Complete Sports Media's podcast. I'm your host, Darren Campbell, and we're doing another weekend wrap-up of sports. Uh, Joining us, as always, is Jason Cameron, fresh off a great weekend. Uh, Yeah, weather's awesome, tons going on in the city, and you didn't do anything. Uh, I'm glad you got some rest that you needed, and uh, uh, were you very happy that... uh, you were able to just uh, hit the refresh button and uh, get some much needed rest. Yes, absolutely. I, I, I kind of needed it after a couple weekends of uh, an incredible amount of fun, but I needed some downtime and I took it last weekend and it was, it was fantastic. It was definitely needed. I just kicked my feet up, watched TV, read a book. Cool. Nice. Nice. Guess what I needed. Yeah, it's the cat days of summer, and uh, it's good to just be lazy, laying around like a cat does, and just uh, chill. Yeah, seriously chill. Um, were you woken up this morning with the alerts on your phone? I sure was. I was just like, okay, why is this? Why is my phone going crazy? I, I meant to sleep in, and then that woke me up, and I was like, that's not cool. What is this? And then I looked, and I was like, oh, I. I, I don't know what was happening at the point in time. Like, I, I still don't know. Obviously, I haven't checked the news or anything. No. I just assumed it was gangland stuff. Again, that's what I assumed. Turns uh, out it wasn't. Um, the, from the reports that I've heard is somebody went crazy and started shooting homeless people. And um, I guess three people are dead. Two homeless people are dead. The suspect's dead. And another person that he shot is in hospital. Um, I think there was four people shot altogether, three dead and one injured. Um, and it was at a few, at two to three locations, something like that. So um, they were just, I guess, alerting everyone to, you know, stay out of that area. Don't go into that area. Or if you're in that area, stay at home. Um, but yeah, all of a sudden, 6.20 a.m., I get my first alert. I got a couple other alerts, uh, one that finally said the suspect has been um, caught or something and, uh, yeah, no longer a threat or something. But that was bizarre. That was really weird. Yeah. And, and, you know, I guess because there have been, um, you know, gang shootings and stuff in this area, yeah, that's where your mind goes to right away. But, uh, yeah, this was just a, a crazy incident around here. Yeah, so that, that that's somebody that just kind of lost his marbles, so to speak, and uh, started shooting up everything and everyone mm-hmm. that he could. Well, I'm glad that the cops uh, got their man, got him, and uh, that has now come to an end. Yeah, we're hearing, uh, you know, about it so much in the U.S., and, you know, you just don't really think about it much when you're living here in Canada. It's, uh, you know, I, 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 it's just, yeah, it just kind of shocks you uh, to know that uh you know there's there's danger um, all about yeah it, it is shocking because he kind of you kind of think well that's that's what the states do that's what they do all the time that's that's their deal you know it's it's you don't expect it ever to be close at home like it happened today no no not at all yeah it's weird uh glad uh yeah there's no more the longer a threat from uh that individual and uh yeah but uh Geez, uh, tough way to start a new week. And uh, yeah, those, those alerts are really bizarre. Um, I talked to a lot of people today and some got the alerts and some didn't. 
I don't know how they, um, you know, if it's just a certain uh, cell provider that they can tap into and get that out there, uh, why do, it doesn't go to everyone. Um, you know, some people on, on the radio today were saying like, I live in North Van. Why was I alerted by something in Langley? I live in Vancouver and stuff. And, but you know, you and I travel to all communities every day. And I guess, you know, most people don't really know, I guess the alert system doesn't really know where you work. You know, you might live here, but you might work there. And so, you know, you might be traveling there for work or, you know, maybe you're, you're off because uh, it's summer holidays and you're going, you know, heading somewhere to the lake or whatever. I don't know. I guess, I guess they just got to sort of blanket um, alert everybody. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think I, I understand the idea behind it, which is just like, if we just get it out to a massive amount of people so that they're just aware and then those people by word of mouth can make other people aware. Yeah. And then, so then that's it. That's your coverage. Hopefully people are mindful of what's going on. What the, what the situation is and that they can take steps to protect themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, as I said, I'm glad that's over with. Uh, hopefully we won't have to deal with that for uh, many, many more years now. And we won't have uh, local shootings here. That was uh, pretty uh, alarming, but um, onto the weekend. Uh, my weekend started off pretty incredibly. I, um, I got off a little bit late on Friday and I uh, was listening to the Blue Jays as I was driving home and uh, they started scoring runs and more runs and more runs and more runs. Did you hear what the score was? Uh, Blue Jays against the Boston Red Sox on Friday night. Did you hear how many runs they put up? Okay. I, I, I don't know if I, if I heard it correctly, I thought I did, but was there not an inning where they scored an observed amount of runs? Yeah. Like there was one inning where they scored so much that it was a record. I believe. Am yeah, I right? They got 11 runs in one inning. They, they set a bunch of records uh, through the game. Uh, the score was 28 to five in the end. Awesome. Uh, they, uh, uh, they were one hit away from uh, breaking the all time runs record, which is 30. And uh, Boston had run out of pitchers and they were <laughs> using a third baseman to throw. And he was, he was throwing a 40 miles an hour and they were just looping in. And this guy was up their catcher. The Jays catcher was up and uh, there was two men on base. And if he hit a home run, they would have had 31 runs and they would have set the all time record. And it was, it was awesome. Like it was just mind blowing how uh, incredible. And it was their first game after the all-star break and they just go in and they just, you know, set all times of records. Uh, it was, they scored every, every single inning, uh, through the game. Uh, first, I think first five or six innings, they got runs and one inning, 11 runs. And it was, it was just amazing to watch. I, I enjoyed my Friday night so much just watching them just crush Boston. That's awesome. What they could, they, they could have saved that for when I was watching them against the Mariners, that would have been <laughs> actually better for me yeah. uh, i'm glad that they got the win but you know it would have been better if i saw it when i was watching them i know yeah i heard that from uh, another guy today he said i went down to see the jays and mariners and where the hell was that uh, but yeah you're right um yeah that uh yeah it's a good way to start the second half uh, as i i said recently they fired their 
manager brought in a new manager. They had the all-star break. Five of the Jays got to go to the all-star game and the festivities. And um, yeah, they came out, they swept Boston this weekend. They outscored them 40 to 10. And uh, it was, it was amazing, but that was a nice way to start off my weekend. I woke up Saturday. I felt really tired, just chilled Saturday, really, really tired. Um, yeah, I felt probably the same as you did. Um, you know, when it starts getting hot, we're working hard. Uh, it's time to have a really quiet day, but Sunday thought, okay, time to get out there and do some fun. And I went to a place where I think pretty much every black person in the lower mainland was at, except you. And, uh, it was pretty amazing. Um, it was a, a musical performance by many artists uh there was reggae artists there was um funk there was rap stars and a whole mess of uh of artists there it was a free concert down on down on hastings and clark uh at the um what's the bar called there's this bar and they have this outside area and they just had the uh, concert at this outside area um i'm trying to think of i can't believe i can't think of the name of the bar but great 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 time fun 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 to watch uh you didn't hear about it it's called somerville nope i i did i did i i had no idea it was going on none did not know well i looked online and it said free concert and then it said or you can pay 28 bucks uh, a ticket and also stay for a wrestling event after. And I'm like, I don't know if I really want to, you know, do that. I'm not sure. Uh, I think I'd rather just go for the music. So went for the music and right in front of the stage was this wrestling ring. And so I'm like, okay, well, I guess this is where they're having the wrestling. And, uh, the concert went from like three to seven and then, um, then they were going to have the wrestling after. And so as the day started progressing, all of a sudden, a lot of people started showing up that you could tell were here for the wrestling. And then the wrestlers started showing up <clears throat> and the wrestling event was called circus of death. So quite a few of the wrestlers had makeup, uh, you know, clown makeup. And we're dressed in really crazy costumes. And then just about seven o'clock, they said, uh, hey, everybody, uh, does everybody have their wrestling tickets? Have everybody bought their tickets? And and I'm like, uh, should I put my hand up? Should I not put my hand up? And, <laughs> and Lorraine puts her hand up. And I'm, I'm like, OK, that was good. Good thinking. And um, all of a sudden, the wrestling event just started. And uh, we got to watch a few hours of crazy shenanigans laughing our butts off the the event was hilarious it was awesome it was one of the most fun events i've seen in years it was it was incredible these guys had come up from the states and and put on this uh big wrestling event right uh, right outdoors in this parking lot and it was it was phenomenal man we we laughed so much the whole entire time that 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 sounds fantastic. That sounds great, man. Because I years ago I've I've gone to a wrestling event like that, and it's actually it's actually a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a good time. It's yeah. a really good time. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Uh, the The thing that sticks out the most to me was um, there was a female fight, and one of the girls knocks the girl down, and then she goes over and she 
reaches into a bag and she pulls out all these playing cards and she uh, flips them down onto the canvas. And then she reaches into the bag again and she pulls out a stapler and then she holds up the card and she goes over and staples the card to the other girl. And so all of a sudden some guy reaches in and hands her some money and she takes the money and staples the money to the girl. And then they start fighting like crazy and there there's staples of money all over the girl and cards and stuff. And then one of the girls is laying there and she's all dazed and takes the card and staples it to her forehead. And it stayed there stapled to her forehead, the rest of the match and 50s and 20s are thrown into the ring and they're getting stapled to each girl and i'm just like what the heck is going on here it was that was crazy part of it uh that one stood out to me when i was thinking about it today yeah yeah well it should it should they're stapling stuff onto each other but also ingenious in the fact that it got people to throw in money. And so to make sure that the money stayed with them, they stapled it to their body. That's why they could leave with the money. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty smart. There was 50s and 20s and 5s and 10s. And oh, man, it was uh, it was crazy. Yeah. I, I did not know. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that I would enjoy it. I, I was standing there next to a couple of guys. And one guy turns to the other guy and said, Oh my God, I think my jaw is super sore from smiling and laughing so much. And the other guys, yeah, I know my teeth are hurting me. I can't stop smiling and laughing. And we were just jammed in right near the front. And there was just people flipping out of the ring. And, and there was drinks being spilled on, on front. The, the fighters are having drinks and spilling it on the crowd and in and out of the ring. And oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, I. I had a, an absolute ball and, and um, yeah, they didn't ask me for any money to, you know, pay the extra ticket. So worked out pretty good. I don't know. That worked out perfectly. That, and it sounds like that's a, that's a great Sunday. That's yeah. a great way to spend your Sunday. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that remember last week I was saying, uh, I had some issues with the uh, dog and the cat and uh, I was really starting to, you know, not enjoy their company and all the shenanigans. Well, you can't even believe how many offers of puppies I've had this past week. Um, do you want one? I got an offer of quite a few uh, people that want to, me to take on their dogs. Wow, that's awesome. Now, I, I'm pretty sure I know what your response was, which was, thank you so much, but no. <laughs> Heck no. No, yeah, I don't yeah. want none of that. Because that's my response too. No, I don't need no puppies. I don't need no kittens. I don't need no pets. I don't even need a bird. No <laughs> yeah, no, I was, uh, no, I, I tried to politely decline as uh, well as I could, but uh, man, it just kept coming all week long. Everybody's just, hey, I got a dog for you. Hey, I got this nice dog. He's house trained better than the one you got. Uh, how about this one? How about that one? Holy cow. It was just relentless all week long. No, I, I, yeah, people are trying to do, do right by you, but what you're trying to tell them is like, no, pets are annoying. They always have these things always coming out of them all the time. All the time. I, hate it out. I don't like it. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, F1 was uh, great this weekend. Uh, got to see your cousin uh, put a lot of stuff out online. Uh, you, you catch any of it, uh, man, he's awesome. He's so awesome. Just love the guy. 
No, he's 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 one of the best at his breakdowns for F1. That that is that is his passion. That's what he loves to do. That's what he loves to watch. And he's just very, very, very good at it. Very good at it. Yeah, no, he's so great. And uh yeah, he made it fun to watch the qualifying and, and the race and everything. And another huge win for Max Verstappen and uh Lewis Hamilton getting uh, second place, best per, best result of the of the year for him. And and uh fun, yeah super fun to watch and uh we got the ufc had another early card you said you had a lot of trouble uh finding it online huh i it took a while man like you know like how i have one of these these uh tv uh internet protocol boxes i have one of these it took a while to figure out what channel it was on and then i finally find it on a south african channel of all things whoa i found it on a south african channel where i'm just like what is this channel? It's on this. Uh, whatever, man. I found. It. I found wow, it. that's amazing. <laughs> so you got to see those kind of South African commercials and stuff. And I saw some weird commercials. Yeah, they're, they're weird. But and also too, it was a little bit different, like the way that they did it, because the commercials weren't like they didn't have commercials all the time. Like it was just basically what they did was they just had the fight after fight after fight after fight. Like they it just. It, Commercials were very rare, very few and far between. That's for sure. Well, that's very a, few and far between. Yeah, I was um, I was kind of upset that they didn't have it on uh, local cable. Um, had to had to find it. I, I actually just watched, uh, watched it on Fight Pass because I was having some issues um, when I was watching it on a streaming service. And uh, uh, yeah, for it to not be, you know, it wasn't a pay per view. Um, you know, you thought. Uh, they they might not show the whole prelims, but uh, you know early card. They sh- had showed the card last weekend, uh, but yeah, it was it was weird uh, that they they weren't showing it locally here. Yeah, it was like yeah, because like they've done that now a couple times, and and it's almost as if there's always a couple scheduled events that are just purely for fight pass, and that's it. It's the only way that you can watch it. It's just purely for fight pass. And you're kind of out of luck if you're trying to find it somewhere else. Yeah. Or if you're like myself, where you have to search forever to find it on this obscure sports channel from freaking South, South Africa. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you don't have Fight Pass currently? No, I don't have Fight Pass right now. Oh, man. Get it, get it, get it. Yeah, it's 10 bucks a month or something cheap. And it, get it. it. It's brilliant. 200 plus events a year and and everything. You know, you can, you can watch the prelims and the you know, pay-per-views the next couple days. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, get it, get it, get it. It's the best money you ever spent. That's a good idea. I, I think I'm going to have to invest because like sometimes it, it can be very challenging to try to find these events somewhere else. Yeah, sure is. Yeah. Um, two weeks in a row, the main event gets, uh derailed from an injury this week uh 15 seconds into the main event uh we've got a catastrophic injury um tam tom aspinall uh gets a, a, a mcl tear uh has to undergo surgery i think it's happening um i think it's happening tomorrow uh, from what i hear and uh yeah i'm sure that's going to be a fairly long recovery um yeah we talked a little bit earlier before the podcast started hard to know if it was from the kick or when his foot landed back on the canvas 
I don't know, uh, you know, exactly what happened, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, you know, once uh, that foot came down, he just started writhing in pain, fell down, and uh, yeah, fight was over. Um, sad way for uh, a very anticipated main event to uh, not not go through. Yeah, because at the beginning there, it looked like it was going to be gangbusters. It, like, it looked like the fight was, this is going to be one heck of a great fight. It's going to be a great tilt. Then he threw that kick and then he stepped backwards and then it was it was over as quickly as it began. And it was it sucked. It was very disappointing. Obviously, both fighters were super disappointed in the outcome. Yeah. Um, but hopefully at some point in time, maybe uh, in the future, they can do it again. But you don't know because it's going to take Aspinall a long time for him to recover from that injury. Yeah, sure is. It's uh tough. Um, yeah, because, you know, he he had such a great performance against um Volkov in the fight before and uh, you know you thought that um yeah this is a meteoric rise for him another you know London card and uh Blades you know being uh fourth in the division and um yeah it's very 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 tough um it looks like Blades is going to fight uh, the winner between Cyril Gane and Tai Tuivasa uh I, I'm looking obviously looking forward to that tilt and then um, blades Posey gets the winner of that so um, two exciting fights to look forward to yeah and also too i, I believe blades even asked for that fight because he's just like oh, you know what i'm in i'm i'm an upper echelon fighter i deserve to fight somebody next to get me to the point where i can challenge for the belt yeah. and so he, that's what he called out and you know i'm glad that they agreed with him because they're like nah, no that makes sense yeah. and it does and uh, Francis Ngannou still recovering from his injury. Uh, not sure exactly when he's coming back, but uh, you and I speculated that, um, you know, we might not see him this year. We might see him go and, uh, you know, fight Tyson Fury, fight uh, doing, you know, another promotion, boxing or something. Uh, you know, and so one of these guys might be uh, holding the belt um, by the time it's all said and done of this year. Yeah. And that, that could be very, very likely a scenario because of the fact that they're still in contract negotiations, but I haven't heard anything about that. Like, I haven't heard any movement. Like, I, I don't even know if they're even talking still, to be no. honest with you. So. Doesn't seem like it, does it? No, not at all. I haven't mm -hmm. heard anything on no. that front. Yeah, it's very bizarre, but to have not heard a, a word, so. Uh, the other guys in the mix are obviously Stipe Miocic, uh, John Jones. Keep rumors that uh, you know he's going to be in there at the top. Uh, Derek Lewis, but um, yeah, it, it, the heavyweight division. You know, I thought was going to be a little clearer after this one. Uh, you know, not really, but uh, I guess Blades will probably get the winner of uh, of that next fight between Ghana and Tuivasa. Yeah, yeah, that 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 makes sense. And then probably what the USC is going to do, I'm pretty sure they're probably going to do this. They'll probably have that person, whoever wins that fight between um, Blades and whoever, between two of Asa and Gagne, will probably get an interim heavyweight belt. Yeah. I guarantee it. I, I know that's what's probably going to happen, for sure. Yeah, so uh, as I said off the top, uh, you know, two, uh, two weeks in a row, uh, the main – Event uh, gets marred by an injury. Uh, Brian Ortega separating his shoulder last week and um, yeah, having to uh, fall out of that one. Uh, this card was, 
brought towards England again because of the great, great, great card that they had there in March. And uh, uh, 13 bonuses handed out, finish after finish after finish, and and super exciting. Uh, you know, no no cards there for about three years. And uh, Dana said, yeah, I'm going to try to get a card here as soon as, as I can. He was able to, and this one just definitely didn't live up to that last one and uh, really wasn't, you know, all in all, uh, a really great card. Yeah, sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. Uh, you know, that first time they went to England, obviously the card was gangbusters. It was incredible. And this one, not so much. Not so much. And it happens. It happens, man. They, they can't all be winners. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, there was still a number of actually very good fights, entertaining fights on these cards. Uh, the two stars really of the show were um, Patty Pimblett and Molly Meatball McCann. McCann. Uh, those those two really just seem to you know, electrify the crowd. They just seem to get the crowd really into it. Uh, they seem to be Kind of a match made in heaven, those two together. Uh, I, you know, they're both on uh, Meteoric Rises. I think, um, you know, Molly might be a little uh, closer to the top echelon of her division. Um, Patty, uh, I think, lost that first round and, uh, you know, ended up getting a good submission win. But um, I don't know uh, him stepping up too much in competition quite yet. Uh, I think, um, you know, he's... He's talented, but I don't. I don't think in that lightweight division, uh, he's he's really ready for top ten type of guys. Uh, maybe even not even top fifteen. Not yet, but I I do like the fact that his team is bringing him along, actually at a very good pace. Like they're 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 doing it proper with him. Nice. They're not trying to rush him or anything else like that. They're giving him like quality quality competition. That's always a little bit more of a step up, a little bit more of a step up. And that's, I think that's exactly what he needs. Yeah. And also too, from these little, these little step ups, he's not blowing these guys out. He's having to face adversity to beat these guys. Yeah. Again, he did it with Jordan Levin. Like you said, Levin you beat him in that first round, won that first round through his wrestling. But then Patty managed to turn the tables on Levin and he took his time doing it. That, that's the one thing I was, Super impressed by with uh, Pimlet that he took his time doing it and yeah. he was very technical as he was doing it. Eventually got his back, got the rear naked choke, and that's all she wrote after the second. But, you know, he, he's – I think they're bringing him along quite well. I think they, I think his, coach, his coaches are doing an excellent job with him. Yeah. I was trying to look through the lightweight division and trying to see who he should fight. I, I've heard – I heard craziness over the last couple of days, like – Oh, him and Conor McGregor should have a huge fight in the UK and they'd probably get 2 million pay-per-view buys. And I'm like, he's not ready for Conor McGregor. McGregor. Are you kidding me? Uh, He's not ready for even maybe top 15 guys. Like, you know, uh, he's got to, he's got to come along well and, you know, keep getting these wins, keep getting more experience, you know, getting, uh, you know, getting wins under his belt and getting confidence and, you know, give them, Give him a year or two. Like, you know, why do they want to rush him? He's going to, you know, face somebody that's too good, has too much experience. It's going to derail him, knock him out. And then all of a sudden, nobody gives a crap about him anymore. I, I hate when they do that. Yeah, no, I, I don't like that either. Because, like, it's it's pretty clear that he's a special talent, but he's not upper echelon yet. No. 
I think I think he can definitely get there, but it's going to take him time. Yeah. It's going to take him time, and that's and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with him taking time to do that. Nothing wrong with it at all. Exactly, agree. Yeah. Uh, let's switch back to the co-main event. Uh, where Jack Hermanson, after losing to Sean Strickland, there was a little bit of pressure on him. Uh, but I thought he fought an absolutely brilliant fight against Chris Curtis. Uh, he was supposed to fight Darren Till on this fight. Darren Till got injured and couldn't fight in. Curtis came in as a replacement and uh, was very frustrated with Hermanson. Uh, but to me, he, he fought one of the best technical fights you'll ever see. Didn't put himself into any harm's way. Fought a perfect performance. And, and you know, Curtis just, you know, should have done something different to change the outcome of that. Yeah, of course. Because, uh, okay, so I'll start with Curtis first. He did not cut off the octagon well enough. He chased Hermanson around. And Hermanson was leading him, like, kind of like with like a, like, like a horse with a carrot on a stick. Literally, that's what he was doing. Just led him around the entire octagon. His distance management was perfect. Yeah. And he fought at the distance he knew that he would be comfortable at. Incorporated a ton of kicks, a ton of kicks, yeah. calf kicks, kicks to the body. Kept the distance. Off the jab when he needed to, but made sure to not let Curtis get into his striking range where he's very effective at his boxing. Would not let him get into range. Yeah. Would not let it happen, no. which is what frustrated Curtis to the point that at the end of the fight, he's just fingering him all this and all this other stuff. And Hermanson is just like, what do you want from me, man? I fought my fight and I won. I beat no. you. You didn't fight your fight. That's your yeah. fight. Yeah, his, his cornermen were imploring him to cut off the cage. They said he's he's exiting the same way every time. If you cut him off, you'll be able to you know attack him. You'll be able to hit him. And Curtis just wasn't able to employ that game plan at all. And, uh, yeah, just looked frustrated. Uh, I've heard that Hermanson and Curtis are two of the nicest guys in the sport. Uh, you, you know, you don't really expect to see uh, bad blood and fingering and swearing at each other. But uh, great to see later on on social media that they actually got together, apologized to each other, and ended up having some food and a beer together. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I saw that on the Instagram, and I – you know what I did? I hearted it. That's nice. A heart. <laughs> yeah, it was it was perfect. You know, and then you got you boys deserve a heart. There you nice. go. So, and you don't give out hearts very uh, very easily either. So uh, yeah, that's a that's a big big thumbs up for those guys. No, that, that's a big deal for me, right? Like usually I give out hearts to like things like, oh, is that a tiger? Is that is that a tiger being petted by a human heart? You get a heart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That's what I do. It's very rare that I give hearts to human beings. So those guys should be incredibly impressed with themselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I liked, uh, I liked some of the stuff that Jack said after the fight. Um, he said he was um, uh, really frustrated with uh, MMA being illegal in Norway. And I heard uh, a Norwegian politician responded to him today and said that um, he was really happy that Jack said that in the cage uh, because they are working really, really hard to try to make this happen. And they think that with his help and a little bit more uh, public support, they'll be able to get mixed martial arts legal in Norway by the end of the year. That's awesome. 
That's fantastic. It's really weird law that MMA would be illegal in a country. That's just weird. Yeah. It's, it's super. It's, it's very odd. Like, like, you know, in this day and age, it's like, well, why is it illegal? Because it's like, 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 why? Yeah. Like, you know, like it's a sport. It's competition. Yeah. What, what's wrong with it? Anyways, uh, hopefully that gets rectified by the end of the year. And then wouldn't that be awesome if the UFC could go to Norway? Yeah. If they yeah. could have like yeah. events in Norway. Yeah. Yeah. They he go. said, he said, yeah, he hopes uh, that they can go there and he hopes to be on the card. Um, he said that Derek Brunson has announced uh, that he will be retiring after his last fight. And he said it would be an honor to fight Derek Brunson for his last fight ever. Um, I never heard uh, that Derek had made that announcement, but um, I heard the, the call out today. And um, I think that would be just a phenomenal fight. Uh, I hope they make that happen. I think that's a great fight. That's a great fight, man. Like, especially like Hermanson being, the honorable man that he is and respecting Brunson for his craft and saying it would be an honor just to fight you for your last fight. I, I, because if I'm Derek Brunson, I'd be like, well, I got no problem with that. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. I hope they make that fight. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. That would be amazing. Uh, he said he was, uh, he went into the, the uh, cage with a little bit of a heavy heart because um, he's trained in Sweden for many years with Alexander Gustafsson. And Alexander got an early knockout uh, in his performance. Um, uh, people are starting to wonder if his chin has uh, eluded him and uh, he's not capable of, um, yeah, continuing his career. Uh, we'll see, you know, when things shake out over the next few weeks, months for him. But um, that was quite shocking. I did not see that coming. Uh, such a quick um, KO, uh, Nikita Krylov just, uh, dominated him. Boom. Took him out. Yeah. Took him out quick. Um, to the point that, yeah, I, I, I saw it and I'm like, you know, sometimes with fighters, you, you only have a certain number of hits in the body, especially when it comes to your chin. And it, it looked to me like this might be coming to the end right now yeah. because I, we've seen it before with other fighters. We've seen it with Chuck Lydell. All of a sudden, you could take every punch you could ever throw at him until he couldn't, yeah. right? Yeah. And then that's what it looks like that's happened in Augustuson. And if it is, all right. But the man's had an incredible career in the UFC. He really yeah. has. So he's had nothing to be ashamed of. Absolutely. I, yeah, the greatest Swedish fighter of all time, for sure. And, you know, a guy that, uh, you know, came just a whisper away from, you know, wrestling the boat from the greatest of all time. In a lot of people's minds is uh, John Jones. A lot of people, uh, you know, thought that that was uh, that was Gustafsson's win, and uh, that is in the Hall of Fame. That fight, uh, incredible um, performance by Gustafsson. Uh, he's been, you know, in that light heavyweight division, one of the top guys for so many years. Uh, when he went up to heavyweight, uh, didn't go well. You thought coming back down here to light heavyweight was going to be, uh, you know, another run, another great performance. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I never ask for a guy to retire, but. Um, yeah, it was shocking to see uh, the end come so quick. And, um, you know, you got to wonder, um, you know, he got knocked down so easy, got up and then got knocked down again uh, with something that didn't look, you know, too tough of a punch. But, um, yeah, his, his legs just gave out and and that was it. Yeah, that was it. Like, you know, so you, you look at that, you look at, uh, you know, the previous performances and you're like, oh, 
things are not, I'm beginning to see a pattern here and it's not looking good. It's not looking good. Not looking good at all. Um, uh, Krylov ended up uh, getting in, um, in talking, uh, asked for Vulcan Ozdemir, who was on this card as well, uh, wants to fight him in Abu Dhabi. Uh, that's coming up pretty soon in October. Uh, we'll see if, um, if uh, the UFC makes that happen. Okay, we mentioned uh, Molly Meatball McCann off the start. Um, when these two walked into the cage, uh, the thing that I thought of is, man, I can't believe how popular she is in the UK. This is amazing. Great to see, you know, uh, a female getting that much attention and that much, um, you know, love and support. And then the other thing I, I looked over at Hannah uh, Goldie that she fought and thought, whoa, like the shoulders on Hannah Goldie, the shape she's in. Um, Molly didn't, wasn't you know, scared of her at all, but I sure think I would have been. She was jacked. She was jacked. Like, I, I remember I looked at her and was like, wait, who is that? <laughs> like, oh, man. Oh. I was like, oh, I'm. For myself, I, as I was looking at her, I'm like, McCann must be like, oh, this, this is going to be different. <laughs> like she, yeah. she looked ab- rather intimidating. Yeah. Rather intimidating. But uh, clearly, clearly, Meatball, not intimidated, not taken by the moment whatsoever. No. And took her out. First off, with the huge overwrite, got the spitting elbow in there. I guess that's her move now. Awesome. Yeah. Dude. And, Two KOs in a row with a spinning elbow, yeah. Yes. Two fights in a row with a spinning elbow. And then just a flurry of punches. It just took her out. Yeah. And I, I was just like, that's impressive. Yeah. That, that, that's, it. That's, that's super impressive, man. And, and then I loved what she had to say post-fight, where she was just like, you know, like it feels great that I'm like one of those female athletes that the crowd actually gets behind. Yeah. And I think that was, I think that was fantastic. I think, yeah, she's... By far and away, she's one of my favorite fighters now. She's got that energy. And it's just like when her and, and Patty are together, they're like mischievous, like brother and sister. Like, you know, like you remember when you were growing up and you got that one brother and sister. It's like, don't hang out with those two. They're always going to get you in trouble. You're always just going to get up to no good with those two. Those, that's what they remind me of. They just have so much fun. And yeah. I, I just, I'm just always entertained by them, especially Molly. Yeah, she yeah, she's so super fun and definitely a massive crowd favorite. Um, yeah, just uh, couldn't believe uh, you know two two amazing performances in a row and and was able to get fifty k for her troubles. Patty got fifty k too for uh, his big win. Um, the uh, the th- other thing that uh, I noticed is she called out. She made two callouts. She called out Miranda Maverick and she called out Antonina Shevchenko. Uh, she said that eventually she wants to face Valentina Shevchenko. Uh, not even close to being ready yet, but I'd uh, love to take out her sister and then work towards getting Valentina at one point. Uh, pretty smart call out. Uh, why not? And uh, yeah, I hope she gets to fight both of those girls. I, I do. Um, I'm actually more, I would more look forward to the Maverick call out because like, I, I think they, I think that would be a great fight. I think they have somewhat similar skill sets and Maverick herself. She's in pretty good shape as well. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. It would be a great fight. Be cool. Yeah. Hopefully it happens soon. Um, Yeah. And uh, they, you know, they, 
they can capitalize on this popularity right now. USC should run her out, you know, in the next couple months. Uh, her and Patty should be fighting one or two more times this year. And, uh, yeah, just keep them at it. Don't, don't give them, you know, too high level of competition, but, uh, you know, keep them, keep them top of mind. And, uh, yeah, they, they have become two of the faces of uh, the UFC right now, and uh, especially in Europe. Uh, UK and um, it'd be fun to see them uh, how they're treated, you know, in the, the States, if they can fight in Vegas or, or one of the cards that are, uh, you know, somewhere around the States. Uh, do you think they'll still receive quite a bit of uh, cheers and, and love when they're in the U S oh, man, tough. That's, that's a great question. Um, Cause obviously they're going to get the love from their home country, but, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes because I think they they get over with the fans so well, especially her. Mm-hmm. I, well, well, I, they're they're both genuine people. People love love it when people are genuine and they're not putting on an act. And those two are most certainly not putting on an act. So I I think so. I think she'll get over. I couldn't believe she drank like half a bottle of whiskey after the fight uh, in the press conference. She's just tipping it back. <laughs> Patty's eating. And she's drinking and they're laughing and having a great old time in the press conference there. Did you get to see the post-fight press conference a little bit? Like I said, they're, they're mischievous. They're, they're, just bad, they're just bad for you. Like, it's like, if you were to go out with those two, you'd be like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if I'm going to make it from this night. I, I really don't know. I know. You know like that's what they, that's the kind of energy they bring, that's but it's infectious and it's awesome. It is awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can't wait to see them again. I hope they can schedule them to fight together on another card very soon, and um, it'll be fun. Uh, To kick off the main card, uh, another home country kind of guy, a guy that uh, is from the UK, a a Scottish guy, Paul Craig. Uh, You and I talked about him and Vulcan Oldsdemir going in, and uh, he said, look out. Uh, You don't want to give him your arm. You don't want to give him a leg. Uh, He's going to just tear it off. Um, that was a bizarre fight, though. Paul Craig just kept flopping onto his back, trying to bring him to him so he could try to grab an arm, a leg, snap him. Um, it, it wasn't fun to watch. I, I wish Paul Craig would have uh, done his own takedowns and then, you know, tried to, you know, get get some kind of submission move, but um Ostemir just uh kept saying no get up i'm not going to the ground with you and not going to the ground and uh it just was not a fun fight to watch first off i want to say this clearly vulcan was listening to our podcast because i told him don't do that yeah. don't go around <laughs> guess what he didn't do did not go to the ground he's like yeah, yeah that dude had a point so i'm not gonna do that uh, yeah. gonna- he listened to you for sure <laughs> yeah. he did, he did. But- Here's the thing that I did notice, though, in the fight, where whenever Craig would go for a double or a single, it was almost like Vulcan Olstomir and, and those freaking tree trunk legs of his. It's like he ran into a wall every yeah. time. Bop! And then it was just like he couldn't generate anything after that. Like it was just like that guy's base was so freaking strong that he couldn't take him to the ground. He could not take him to the octagon. So he always tried to pull guard. And then whenever you do that, it does look kind of weird because it's like, all right, okay. So since you couldn't get him down, now you're inviting him just to, you'll take whatever you can get. Yeah. It, it just, it just, it, it, 
to me, it never looks good. It never looks good when you fight like that because you give the impression that you're losing the fight. Yeah. You, you do. You give the impression that you're losing the fight. And so what Craig needs to work on, as far as I'm concerned, is stand-up needs work, right? And then also, too, the technique of getting the man to the ground, maybe like chaining takedown attempts, go for the single and go for the double, or just turning the turning the pipe, you know, mm -hmm. turning, turning the angle of the takedown. Something needs to change there because if you fight guys of, of his caliber that have that strong base, yeah. you're never going to take down it. Not going to happen. No. Yeah, it was um, really disappointing. And uh, you're right. Yeah, he just um, he needed to do something different. Uh, just kept running up against Vulcan and was not going to let him take him to the ground. And uh, yeah, it was a pretty easy win. 30-27 uh, across the board, unanimous decision. Um, just zero takedowns. Um, yeah, it's just not something that we thought we would see from from Craig, and we thought, uh, yeah, he would um, be able to, yeah, get him down at some point. Uh, defended 15 takedown attempts, and um, you know all those pulling guard, uh, yeah, just never went to the ground with him. And an easy win for Ozdemir, um, unfortunately, because I, I love. Hearing Paul Craig talk, and I love uh, you know the, the submissions that he puts on. Uh, usually, uh, I'm you know very, very, very entertained, but uh, this fight just did not live up to any kind of billing at all. No, no, it didn't. It was unfortunate, and but you know Ozdemir had the right game plan, which is don't go to the ground, work on that takedown defense, and literally whenever he did try to take him down, it was it almost looked like Craig ran into a wall, like it was just like pop. And then it's yeah. just like, I cannot go any further. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's switch to the prelims. Um, you know, the crazy thing about the prelims for me was that uh, out of all the fights, they talked to only one guy. Uh, yeah. They had scheduled eight fights on the prelims and they were trying to fit that into three hours. Uh, because there was only one fight that uh, didn't go the distance, they were overtime, and uh, they weren't able to get in the cage and talk to the guys after the win. And I, I missed that. I thought it was it was brutal. They were running them, running them, running them, running them. But you know, especially some of the UK guys, some of the guys that are you know fan favorites, uh, to not get a chance to actually speak after a big win. Um, I, I, I hated it. I thought, well, what the hell? Uh, somebody really screwed up here. Yeah, it was weird, right? Because as I'm watching it, I'm trying to, I was thinking to myself, have I ever seen it where the fights are just like after another fight's done. Next one, next one, next one, next one. Oh, I'm like, wow, man. Like it's, it's, it felt weird. Yeah. It felt odd. Yeah. Super odd. The only, uh, finish was, uh, JSP, um, not GSP. We got this Jonathan. I don't even know what his middle name is. Pierce uh, gets the um, the T TKO win over Makwan Amirakani, Mr. Finland. Uh, great performance by him, and uh, nice to see one finish. I was uh, pretty shocked that out of eight fights, uh, we only had one finish out of them all. Um, yeah, what did you think of that one uh, in particular? Uh, well, you know what? I, I was super impressed with Pierce um, because he, he, he figured out, him and his camp figured out a way of how to attack Amir Khani. And the greatest weapon that he used were those elbows. 
Whenever yeah. he was in like that position of getting near to being taken down, and if Amir Khani's like head was close to it, pop, like he was just yeah. feed him yeah. those elbows after elbows, yeah. buckle them too. Sure. The one time in the first round, mm -hmm. and so I thought that it was that in between fighting, like where, where you're grappling for position, where he figured out where to he can hit him. I thought that was that was brilliant. I thought mm -hmm. that was brilliant on his team's part to figure that part out. Yeah, well, he cut uh, Makwan pretty early with the elbows. Um, they had some crazy scrambles early, but uh, yeah, every time that uh, Amir Khani tried to get um, him to the ground, uh, yeah, he just started feeding him elbows. Um, the ground and pound that ended it uh, was very lethal when um, Dan Movahedi stepped in and stopped it. Um, Four-fight win streak. Uh, he's got uh, 10 KOs, finished um, almost... I finished uh, 12 of his 13 wins, and um, yeah, great performance against a, a really, really tough guy in, uh, in Mokwanamur County. Yeah, it was great, great performance, great win. Uh, I actually didn't think he was going to win this fight, but uh, it was super impressive. Yeah. I, was in, I was impressed, again, with just how he was able to attack Amir Akani and take him out of his game. Yeah. Um. Nathaniel Wood looked really amazing. Uh, also an English guy that uh, I thought uh, was going to have some troubles with Charles Rosa. Um, this fight, if it was in boxing, it would have been something like 10-5, 10-4. There was more knockdowns in this fight than I remember ever seeing. If this is boxing, they probably would have called it way, way earlier. Uh, I've never seen somebody get knocked down that many times and still keep continuing and, and fighting and fighting and fighting. But Nathaniel Wood looked awesome. Oh, he looked uh, tremendous. Like Rosa clearly was ridiculously outclassed on his feet. Like yeah. he, he did not have a chance on his feet. All right. And, and then also too, it was just, it was just systematic the way that he broke him down, took out his legs that calf kick was lethal. His his combinations were 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 accurate and efficient. And he just took his time and he sniped him. He just took him apart piece by piece. Yeah. Yeah. I I, uh, I never got an official how many times uh, Rosa hit the canvas, but uh, those calf kicks uh, must have knocked him down half a dozen times. And yeah. and other times where he just caught him off balance and and uh, yeah was able to to put him down it was it was insane it was yeah uh this his his nickname is the prospect uh yeah i i don't think he's a prospect anymore i think he's a contender and um yeah i i really look forward to to seeing him uh you know somebody else that uh, can give him a bit better showing but holy cow uh lethal accurate deadly amazing everything uh flawless performance by wood well absolutely follows performance by Woods. Uh, he did everything correct, especially with the fact that he's been out of the octagon for a long period of time. And but he's clearly been working on his craft because he looked absolutely fantastic in that fight. Yeah. Um, okay. I want to mention, uh, I want to mention Mohammed Mokayev uh, fighting Charles Johnson, who was making his UFC debut in there. Uh, Mokayev, um, set a flyweight record with 26 takedown attempts and 12 takedowns. Uh, absolutely 
relentless on his takedown attempts, uh, just over and over and over and over. I heard people call it uh, boring today, but um, uh, I thought it was it was I thought it was entertaining, and it was just masterful how he just kept at it, kept at it, and kept at it, and just kept taking the guy down. Uh, it was it was it was impressive in, in my opinion. His cardio was ridiculous. Yeah. Like you, you, you have to understand how much energy that takes for him to do that for three rounds yeah. consecutively over and over and over again. I'll give Johnson this though. I'll give him credit for this. His, his defense when defending the, the, his, the grappling and taking damage, he did actually really good in that. True. He just yeah. couldn't defend being taken down yeah. after that. He actually covered up pretty well from taking damage after being taken down. But you know, when you have a guy that's a complete savage like that and is just on you for the entirety of 15 minutes and just wrestles you like that, that was what was impressive to me because it's like, wow, that guy's got a gas tank that goes for days. That's yeah. amazing. Uh, Moseyev is, uh, is now a, a UK citizen, has lived in UK for, for many years, um, had a, a huge amount of crowd there as well. Uh, he, he was born in Russia, but uh, he's a UK citizen. He said he um, got some criticism from Patty Pimblett before that uh, he should not be uh, considered a, a, a UK fighter. Uh, he wasn't born there. Uh, forget him. No way we should be honoring a guy that was born in, in Russia and uh, is is now considered a UK guy. Pimblett's like, forget him. Uh, so uh, Avlov has said, uh, I mean, sorry, um, Mokayev has uh, said, you know, I'm going to crush Pimblet at some point. They're in different weight classes right now, but uh, he said he usually walks around. He's fighting at 125. He usually walks around 155. He said, I can fight 145 easy. He said, I was 145 when I walked into the cage on Saturday. Uh, so he's like, I I'm going after Pimblet. Hopefully I can get him before he, you know, go goes to heights that, you know, they won't let me get him to, but. Uh, I guess there's a bit of animosity there between these two. Yeah, yeah, that's always fun to see. A little bit of animosity. I, although I, I, I kind of have to think to myself, would he be a little too small to take on Patty? I'm sorry, man, because like you look, you look at where he fights and where Patty fights. Yeah. Okay, so you go up to that. That dude's still going to be a lot bigger than you. Bigger, yeah, yeah. yeah so I, yeah. yeah, good call out. I don't know if it's ever going to happen, but uh, I guess we'll see. He uh, he also made a call out. Uh, I saw uh, he's he's called out three different guys: uh, Jeff Molina, Tim Elliott, and Brandon Roy Val. He said uh, he's going to smash all three of those guys. Uh, just one of them step up and, and take a fight. Uh, he also said that um, a sh uh, one of the shakes from Bahrain, uh, one of the head guys uh, in Bahrain. Uh, said that he would give him $100,000 if he was able to finish Charles Johnson. And uh, so people got word out and asked him over the weekend, uh, so you didn't finish him, did you still get the 100K? And he said, yeah, the guy still gave me the 100K, uh, even though what? I didn't get the finish. So he said, uh, he said yeah, I was uh, just counting my money all weekend long. That's not bad. What 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 a, what a great gift to yeah, get amazing. because like, you you didn't you didn't you didn't get the performance that you wanted 
to actually get the money, but the guy still gave you the money, yeah. which is just fantastic. That's awesome. It's so great. Trip. Yeah, so cool. I was I was pretty uh, pretty blown away. Uh, speaking of bonuses, um, did you hear about Dana White um, giving a buddy of his half a million dollars for his birthday present? No. Was he a former fighter? Like, why would he do that? No, no. <laughs> he really likes this guy, eh? Oh, okay. That's kind of cool. He has been getting so much flack online <laughs> from all fighters all over um for giving this uh, pri- uh present out guys are like hey where the hell is my money uh, why is he uh, handing out this this kind of money um i'm trying to find here who the friend of his is but uh <laughs> i i don't have it right in front of me but uh you didn't see uh, any of the social media backlash no, no, I, I didn't, but I could imagine what it would be like because, but at the same time, how could there be backlash? That's his own money. Do whatever the heck he wants with his own money. It's yeah. not like he went into the UFC coffers and said, well, I'm just going to have to borrow half a mil. I hope everybody's okay with that, right? <laughs> no, man, it's his own money. He can do whatever he wants, man. So well, I'm sorry, it's not half a million. It's quarter of a million. Quarter of a million. So, so uh, um, this was... To a friend of his named Kyle Forgard, uh, he just gave him a box. And when he opened it, they're shooting the video and he opened it up. And there was $250,000 in cash in there. And um, holy cow, you can't even believe how much backlash he's got for, <laughs> for giving this prize out. I think it might have been a big mistake because... I, I, I just got uh, Aljamain Sterling, John Fitch, uh, Dan Hardy, Alan Joubert, Louis Smoke. Uh, this guy's just going off on him. Just so much. So many guys just hating, hating it, saying, where's my money? My birthday's coming. <laughs> my performance deserves more, more money than this. And on and on and on and on. Oh, man, it, it could have been one of Dana White's biggest mistakes. You had to, you you gotta know that if you're gonna do something like that, and then put it on your social media, that there's gonna be backlash. Like you you have to know that. Like I know that Dana White's not he's not a, he's not an idiot. No, he's actually he's actually quite intelligent. He's got to know that that was gonna happen. But at the same time, like I said before, it is his own money, and he's allowed to do whatever the heck he wants to do with his own money. All right, mm-hmm. but the backlash is always gonna be there. Because you suppress fighter pay like nobody else. You're yeah. really good at it. That's why the UFC is so successful. So when you do things like that, fighters notice. They go, really? Hey, really? You're just gonna just give your buddy 250000 like it's nothing. Yeah. But when I ask for money, it's like, no, I'm sorry. Sorry. I can't give you 40000 for this fight. I'm sorry. I give you twenty. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if the thought would have crossed his mind at all. It, it probably did, but uh, yeah, I, I guess I probably just wouldn't have posted it on social media or had anybody even allowed to, right? Yeah, that that would have been the easiest way to avoid all of this. Yeah. Just don't post it. But in this day and age, people are like, "Well, how can I not post it?" 
I've got to post it. It's got to happen like that. Like, if I don't post it, people won't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to mention uh, we, we saw Canadian Kyle Nelson on the card. Thought it had a good performance. Unfortunately, uh, Jai Herbert beat him by decision. But uh, uh, I think it was uh, the takedown in that uh, third round that round. Got, uh, the victory. And um, yeah, a huge cheer from a home crowd for another UK guy. Yeah, yeah. At, Herbert got the win, but I was still very impressed with Nelson's uh, with Nelson's fight and the way that he fought. I thought his stand up looks great. It was a very close fight. I believe Herbert won it in the third when he did get that takedown and managed to keep top position for the entirety of the third. But, um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I really was impressed by how Nelson fought Herbert and, and he dealt with the Herbert's incredible speed quite well. You know, like I, it was a very, very good fight. It was unfortunate that the Canadian came out with the loss, but I think going forward for him, I think he's got a bright future. He's a, he's a great fighter. Yeah, oh, no, I love I love uh, I love Kyle Nelson, and um, yeah, I think there's some great uh, great victories ahead for him. No problem. Uh, yeah, it's just um, came out on the wrong side of that decision, but no big deal, I don't think. Uh, do you want to mention um, anything else? Uh, um, I like Dolby's performance. I thought it was pretty good. Just to kick off the card. Um, yeah, I, I I was going to mention. Uh, I, I really like Dia, Dike, Dia, oh man, Dia Casey. Dia yeah. Casey. Yeah. I like Dia Casey. I, I love the fact that he's lately been mixing up his, his fight strategy and it came out and grappled this dude and destroyed him in the grappling contest. Absolutely blew him out. Yeah. And on top of that, I think he could have blown him out on his feet anyways, but he took the path of least resistance and beat him that way. And I, I was just, I was impressed. I was impressed. I was impressed with the fact that now Dia Casey has the tools to not just beat you in the stand-up, but he can actually grapple you and beat you that way as well. The only thing that he needs to change with that, he needs to add in some ground and pound. It feels like to me, he's not comfortable with it yet. He, he has the positioning and all of that sort of stuff. He just needs to add that last little part to his, uh, to his grappling repertoire. And he's going to be... He's going to be awesome after that. Yeah, gr great analysis of it. I agree with everything you say. I just didn't think that he went for the win. He just didn't yeah. seem to go for the kill. Um, he he was great at the takedowns, and and I don't think um, uh, I don't think Hadjovic was even uh, prepared for you know that type of fight. I think he thought it was going to be a, a stand up war, and he was just absolutely shocked that. That's how DeCasey uh, went after him. Um, great takedowns, great um, you know control on the ground, but just not that killer instinct. No ground to pound, no finishing that uh, you know he should have uh, tried for, and, and to try to get a bonus and try to get a big, big convincing one. Yeah, yeah that that was that was the only knock that I have on him in his performance. He did the takedowns. He out grappled the guy. It was all about the positioning but he never added in the punishment part of all of that. And if he had done that, I think he could have got this guy out of there quicker than what he did. We would have gone to decision. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the uh, feature fight on the prelims, uh, Ludovic Klein against Mason Jones. Uh, there was one point when Ludovic Klein 
threw a kick that was one of the coolest kicks I've ever seen in mixed martial arts. He jumped up in the air and all of a sudden just flipped and did the kick while he was way up in the air. Uh, it was spectacular. I, I can't wait to see it again. I never got a chance to, to watch it on replay again today, but um, yeah, that, uh, yeah, that performance was great. Uh, ended up just being a decision, but um, I think, you know, he controlled most of this fight and, uh, but that kick, I, I'm going to remember for a while. And I, I, I want to put it on like a screensaver or something. Cause it was like matrix. Like it was so awesome. Yeah. The jumping roundhouse kick. It was, it was fantastic. I, when he did it, I was just like, what's he doing? Oh, <laughs> I was just like, Oh man, I was, I was, I was shocked. And I was just like, wow, that, that was freaking awesome. Yeah. And he beat a guy. And Mason Jones, that was he was undefeated. That was yeah. his first. That was his first L. Klein yeah. looked unbelievable. I, I I was so impressed with him. His combination yeah. striking, like everything. Like yeah, he brought the total package. Took that guy's uh, gave that guy's first loss, and it, it was well deserved. Well deserved win by Klein. Yeah, very. Impressed. I loved his performance, and yeah, he he really um, yeah was was just awesome. Every 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 part of the fight was just great, and. And uh, he's Mr. Highlight for a reason. Uh, yeah, very big highlights um, in, in that performance and especially that kick. Uh, yeah, if, if you're watching or listening to this, uh, man, uh, try to find that Ludovic Klein kick. It was super cool. Don't watch it in slow motion. Watch it in real time. And uh, yeah, it blew me away. It really, really cool. Um, let's, let's look ahead to next weekend. We've got another... Uh, uh, pay-per-view uh the second of july uh second pay-per-view in the month of july five cards in july this year so we're treated to two pay-per-views in this one uh we've got two titles on the line uh, we've got the that they're both rematches we've got the rematch between juliana pena and amanda nunez um Amanda Nunes, um, through the last fight, uh, I will say that to the day that I die, uh, she must have got a payoff and decided to throw it. Um, and Juliana Pena, you know, probably had the biggest shock in the history of women's uh, mixed martial arts. Uh, I, you know, I suspect Amanda's gonna win this if she brings her full game. Uh, I can't see she wouldn't win it, but. Um, after that last performance, um, I, I'm not throwing any money on her. Question marks, right? Question marks. Because it's like, I never conceived of her losing that, the first fight with her. Mm. And it, then it happened. So now I look at this fight and I think to myself, she should win, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, maybe. You know, like if she does what she did last fight, she's definitely not going to win. She's going to get blown out again. So I, I, I'm very curious to see what version of Amanda Nunes comes out for this fight. Is it the version that wants her belt back? Because if that version comes out, I don't know if Pena is going to stand a chance. Yeah. Honestly, I, I don't know if she's going to stand a chance. But if it's the other person that we saw that I've never seen before, well, she's not going to win. We, uh, we watched that fight live together. and uh, But I do forget the name of that place. It used to be called the Charles Bar. What's it called now? Do you remember what it's called now? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, no. no. I can't remember. I can't I, I remember. Yeah. Anyway, we watched that fight live, and I, I was so angry. I was so upset. I, 
she I couldn't even believe she tapped to you know a choke that wasn't even underneath her chin. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, and it, it just I, I'm still I'm still mad about it. Uh, I just feel like Amanda, yeah, just gave up uh, through the fight for some weird reason, and and um, yeah, she you know she was at the time considered the greatest mixed martial arts uh, female of all time. And, you know, people still, some people still consider that. Uh, I think that uh, Valentina Shevchenko has surpassed her in that regard. And uh, if she doesn't win this fight, look out. Uh, she's going to start, you know, tumbling down the rankings and, and people are going to wonder what the hell happened. Uh, I know she had a kid. She didn't birth the kid, but, um, you know, I don't know, uh, you know, if something mentally has changed for her. Uh, but yeah, if she if she brings that same performance, Payne's gonna win easy. Uh, if we see the old Amanda, you know, I think Amanda wins easy. But um, yeah, we just we just have no clue which Amanda's gonna show up. No, no, we we really don't. And like you just said, like it's either gonna be, I think it's either gonna be a very easy win for Pena or gonna be a very easy win for Nunes. I guess it, it just it really comes down to her to her where she is mentally at for this particular fight, wherever she is, that's, that's what's going to happen. So, um, but I'm hoping that the best woman in, in mixed martial arts is going to show up again and then she's going to dominate. Like that's, that's the amount of Nunes I've always appreciated watching. Yeah. Fight. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Amazing. She's had an absolutely incredible career and uh, you know, we've been treated to so many great performances. So, yeah, well, uh, yeah, hopefully we get to see another great one. And uh, this is a heck of a fight. Uh, we'll see. Uh, the co-main has Brandon Moreno uh, defending his belt against Kai Kara France. Uh, these guys fought against each other. And um, Kai Kara France uh, got the win before. A decision win at USC 245 in uh, December of 2019 in Vegas. And um, uh, ever since, Brandon has been on a meteoric rise. Uh, he did lose to Davison Figueredo. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's, um, he's back there. He's right up there. And uh, Kaikara France, uh, yeah, is a hell of an opponent. Um, this should be a, an amazing battle, I think. I think this is going to be a knockout, dragout affair. I think these guys are going to come after each other. Kai Kara France has to look at this and be like, this is my shot. I take this guy out, then I'm fighting for the belt. You know what I mean? Like this, this is it. This is, this is, this is my opportunity. Yeah. So I would imagine that he's going to be coming out guns a blazing, but Brandon Moreno doesn't shirk from anybody. Doesn't shy away from combat. That's for sure. So it, this should be, if it's not the best fight on the card, it'll be very really close. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, I'm excited and really looking forward to it. Uh, should be incredible. Um, uh, heavyweight battle between Derek, the Black Beast, Lewis, and Sergey Pavlovich uh, should shape up to be uh, phenomenal. Love seeing the, the Beast fight, and uh, he's always uh, entertaining. No, he's always entertaining. And also, too, I believe he, he has been mentioning how he's trying to be, become a slimmer Black Beast. So... Mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of curious to see what kind of shape he comes into for this particular fight. So that will be very good. Kind of disappointing, though. I want to point this out, that the Rockhold Costa fight is not happening. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I thought that would have been – that could have been awesome. 
That could have been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. We're really looking forward to that one for sure. Uh, I'm looking forward to Anthony Smith, uh, Megamed Ankulayev. That'll be great. Uh, let's see on the prelims. We got uh, Semmelsberger against uh, Murano. That'll be great. Drew, Drew Dober's fighting. Always in, impressed with him. Dracar Close fighting Rafa Garcia. Um, yeah, I mean, it, this is a, a very, very, very good card um, all the way down. Uh, but yeah, unfortunately, um, that Paulo Costa fight, uh, Luke Rockwell, man, that would have been a heck of a battle. That would have been a heck of a battle. But uh, also, too, maybe maybe it got canceled because Paula Costa is like, I don't have enough time to cut. He's like, oh, oh, sorry. I guess you need like four or five months since you're freaking massive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is uh, Adesanya called him? An overinflated balloon animal. That's his uh, comment. <laughs> Pretty hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, excitement. Uh, this is in Boston. Uh, and back to our, our normal times. Uh, what do we got? Early prelims start at three o'clock Pacific time, six o'clock Eastern, and a normal seven o'clock Pacific, 10 o'clock Eastern time for, for this card um, out of Boston. So, um, yeah, going to be, uh, yeah, well, I'm sure it's going to be a hell of a great card. I'm looking forward to UC 277. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. It's going to be great. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, and I'm just very curious to see the uh, the main event to see who shows up. You know, like uh, it, it's going to be who shows up because yeah. if Amanda Nunes decides to be Amanda Nunes again, I I've always thought then there's nobody that can really touch her except for one person, which is my girl Valentina Shevchenko. But that's it. That's yeah. it. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, there was a couple of UFC news. Um, uh, okay, the, the fight between Nate Diaz and Kamza Chimaev has been finalized. Uh, they will be fighting. Uh, a lot of fighters are very critical of the UFC for giving Nate Diaz, uh, Kamzat, uh, for Nate's last fight in the promotion. They think that this is going to be it. For Nate, um, Dan Hardy has ripped the UFC. Charles Oliveira. Uh, who else? Uh, Leon Edwards uh, has voiced his displeasure. Many, many, many fighters said uh, this is not cool for the UFC to be uh, putting Nate Diaz in front of Kamzat Chumayev, who's who's obviously younger, stronger, and uh, you know very more powerful. They're calling it. An assassination attempt. Dan Hardy has called uh, the UFC's uh, <laughs> putting putting him in with with Kamza. Do you do you have the same uh, viewpoint? I, I see where they're coming from, but at the same time, you know, this, this Nate's a fighter. He's got his own pride, right? Like, and also too, if he didn't feel comfortable with taking this fight, he wouldn't have taken it. Unless we don't know the particulars of what always goes on behind the scenes, unless. The UFC that says something to the effect of either you take this fight or we just retain you and you never get out of your contract because we're never going to offer you another fight. Right. Yeah. And if they did something like kind of brutal like that, then that's that's garbage because yeah. I think Nate deserves better considering the amount of money that he's generated for the UFC over the many, many years of his service deserves better than that. Yeah. But at the same time, 
I don't want to ever count Nate Diaz out. I, I think that's that. I got too much respect for the man to do that. True. Right. Yeah. And I and I understand Kazmat Chimaev. He's he's a killer. He, he's that good. Like that fight with Gilbert Burns. That was a barn burner. Right. Yeah. No. And so at the same time, do I look at it and I go, could Nate Diaz do that with Gilbert Burns? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. No. But the same, like, I, so I understand where the, where the other fighters are coming from. And if it does turn out to be a very one-sided affair, then I hope everybody rips the UFC. Yeah. Because then, then it's like, no, Dana, this is what you wanted to see, right? Because like Nate was getting on your nerves, so you just did that to him? Cool. So at least then fighters now know what the lay of the land is. If you go against the UFC, they'll, this is how they're going to do you dirty. This yeah. is what they're going to do to you at the end of your career. We'll see. Yeah, Nate Diaz has done so much. Uh, you know, the, the Diaz brothers have done so much for the for the UFC and, and have been able to step up and, and have some really, really big performances, uh, you know, get some very big pay-per-view buys and, and being, you know, in there for so many years. I hope they're not doing him dirty with this uh, performance, but um, supposedly Diaz is talking about fighting one of the Paul brothers, uh, getting, uh, you know, big paydays in, in, you know, other promotions. And um, yeah, I hope he, I hope he does. Uh, I hope, uh, you know, if him and the UFC just can't uh, work together anymore, he's able to, uh, you know, make a really good um, retirement income and uh, fade off into the sunset. Uh, teach all the other guys in Stockton uh, how to fight like they do. And um, yeah, I, I hope, uh, you know, this is a competitive fight. If it's not, yeah, I'll be uh, quite upset. Uh, it, it, the USC, um, you know, would do this to a guy that's uh, been there, a warrior for them for so many years. Yeah. And also to a guy that, that will stand up for himself. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't take crap from anybody. Both of the brothers do though. Both Diaz brothers, though. So for them to speak up, you know, like, first off, I think every fighter respects that, yeah. that they do speak up. They do speak up against them. And, you know, as Nate has said many, many times, I deserve to be paid what I deserve to be paid. Yeah. This is what I've earned through blood, sweat and tears. So, yes, I deserve to be upper echelon being paid because of, like, experience, time spent and the amount of fights that I put on that have been absolutely spectacular all right so yeah he, he deserves that he deserves he deserves it yeah uh supposedly there was a um altercation uh at usc england this on saturday um between alexander rakic and jimmy manawa uh supposedly they um they were having a bit of uh uh, yeah, they were just having some words, I guess. And um, Manawa, he said that uh, Rakic said that Manawa sucker punched him, and uh, they had this uh, crazy, um, yeah, exchange. I guess Rakic um, beat Manawa uh, in 2019, um, and I guess um, Rakic said he was just leaving the O2 arena, and Manawa came up and said a couple words, and then. Hit him, sucker punched him. Uh, I don't haven't seen any video of it. I don't know if it's caught on video by anybody, but um, I think we're going to hear quite a bit about this in the coming weeks. Uh, I just heard about it uh, a little bit earlier today. Cool. So we got a fight coming up between Manawa and Rakic. That's good. 
<laughs> yeah. that, that, that's, that's always good to see. Um, but it, it doesn't sound like, number one, that Rakic is going to go the Colby Covington route and press charges. No. That doesn't seem to be a thing. Interesting. No. Interesting. Interesting. Settle it in the cage. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Set, let's settle it in the cage. Let's settle it in the cage. Exactly, yeah. Uh, okay, let's put some MMA to bed for now, and let's talk about a little bit about the NBA. Uh, big news today coming out of the NBA that uh, the Boston Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets are really close to a deal with KD, and uh, KD will be a Boston Celtic any day now, from what I hear. Uh, Brooklyn keeps asking for more and more and more. Uh, originally... Uh, Boston has offered up Jalen Brown, Derek White, and some draft picks, uh, but they Brooklyn wants Marcus Smart, uh, Derek White, Jalen Brown, and maybe another guy and some more draft picks. Uh, we'll see if Boston keeps sweetening the deal, but um, what do you think of the, the news that this looks kind of imminent, that uh, KD will be a Celtic? And uh, they're going to get a king's ransom for him uh, going the other way. Possible, but you know what? Like, if I'm the Celtics, I got to I got to approach that super like careful because we just got to the finals with the team we currently have, yeah. and on top of that, the team is better because now that they brought in Malcolm Brogdon and uh, Danilo Gall- Gallinari, right? So the team is most certainly better from where they were, right? And so you're looking at a team that just went to the finals and now you've improved upon it. So are you willing to literally rip it apart to get Katie? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if we wouldn't be willing to do that. So, and especially I I understand where the nets are coming from because they want to get the most amount for Katie as they should. And they're probably looking at what Danny Ainge did for the Utah jazz with the Rudy Gobert. And they're like, well, they, the Minnesota Timberwolves gave away half their team for that dude, right? No. And he's not Kevin Durant. So we want more. Yeah. I, I I don't know if either either like um team is gonna budge too much. Right. Because and especially if I'm the Celtics, I'm like, man, we were just there. We were close. Yeah. I don't I don't know if Kate like it's very obvious to me that KD alone will not get you a championship. You already know that. All right. But with the fact that your your team got better, you have the possibility of getting KD, but you might have to destroy the team. For me personally, I wouldn't do it. I'd be like, nah, I like where we're at. I like the fact that we were just there and now the team is that much better. We're good. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. I was surprised to hear that um, this is. Uh, happening because uh, yeah, like you say, Boston was was there and uh, only a couple games away from getting a title, and uh, yeah, it shouldn't shouldn't blow it up, especially uh, with the additions that they've got in the off season here. Um, but yeah, from from all reports, it sounds like they're talking uh, a lot and trying to yeah put the pieces together, and uh, but we'll see. Uh, I've heard Toronto's in the mix, um, but they. They don't want to give up Scotty Barnes, who's a guy that uh, they think they want to build their future around. Uh, They're talking about, yeah, Pascal Siakam. They're talking about, you know, some of the biggest pieces, OG Ananobi and Scotty Barnes. And 
uh, yeah, just decimating the team to get KD doesn't uh, doesn't make sense uh, if you're a NBA uh, owner or GM. No, it, it just it just doesn't like you know like so I got KD and then I I don't have a team so I got KD. No, no team. <laughs> yeah. Like it just doesn't make any sense to me, and especially with Toronto with the fact that like you know they they drafted all those guys. Yeah. Why would you give them up? Like like you put in all this effort to get this team to where it is right now. And now you're just going to give them all away. Like, no, man, why would you do that? Yeah. Why would the say, why did I invest so much time into creating this team then? Like, well, why did I do that? Just to blow it up. No, man. I, I, I think sometimes it, it has to be the right fit. And like both teams have to be like at a crossroads, kind of like where the Utah jazz were, where it's like, we tried this. It didn't work. Yeah. Now we go a different route. Yeah. Now with Toronto, they're at a point where it's like, no, we're still building towards something. Not like we've tried it and it doesn't work. They're still building towards something. Yeah. They don't know what the future could be. It could be super bright. But if you tear it down now, you'll never know. You'll never know. Yeah, you'll never know. Exactly. Um, okay. Uh, speaking of uh, Kevin Durant, his former teammate, James Harden, uh, has signed his deal. He opted out of his uh, $47 million contract. I said it last week on the podcast that um, he was going to uh, allow them to sign him for a lot less money so they could build around him and keep um, a team around him. Uh, he did accept the deal for two years, $68 million. Sounds like a hell of a lot, but uh, honestly, a lot of people are really shocked that he would walk away from 47 million for one year to accept a deal for two years for 68. And there has been a lot of speculation around the league that um, that Harden and the Sixers GM Daryl Morey have some kind of sweetheart deal that he's going to get some more money coming up at the end of this. Uh, maybe, you know, he's got something, uh, two years down the road, he's going to give him a massive deal. Um, but yeah, kind of, uh, uh, a lot of suspicion, a lot of, uh, unanswered questions so far, uh, that he would, uh, you know, accept this deal. 34 million, obviously a season is, is awesome, but, uh, to walk away for 47 for one, uh, quite, quite surprising. Super surprising. Uh, but also too maybe incredibly astute on James Harden's part because of the fact that he knows that his, uh, his, his reputation is taking quite a hit right. as of late. So yes. by him showing this goodwill, is it an excellent PR move? It might just be, yeah. it might just be because now he's, now he's showing himself to say, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and I'm going to show you through my actions that I'm most certainly committed to winning. That I'm most certainly committed to the 76ers as a team. Yeah. That's why I'm not taking your money. I'm gonna take less. That that that's actually quite a powerful thing. That's a that's a huge and powerful statement. Yeah. Well, we'll see if um, you know, it shakes out. Uh, they're talking about, you know, maybe they're gonna the league's gonna look into it and see if there was some special arrangements that's made that you know, uh, circumvent some of the, the rules that they have. But, um, yeah, uh, you know, he's, he said it, and he's, he's, he's so far he's honored that, that he'll take less so uh, he can prove himself and uh, also have 
a team around him like uh, KD might not have if he if he goes to a new team might not be anybody else uh, to pass the ball to might be uh, one on five uh, going out there and uh, you're I, I've mentioned this a couple times on the podcast but uh, I got to mention it again there's this uh, hilarious video they did on Saturday Night Live with LeBron James and uh, his co- old Cleveland Cav- Cavaliers team and they had a Roomba and they had a dog and they had a I, uh, I think they had a big chubby guy that was a smoker. And <laughs> they, they said that he, you know, LeBron had nobody with Cleveland, but uh, it was kind of true. And uh, KD might be looking at that if he goes to some of the teams that they're rumored to be dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he would literally be dealing with that. But at the same time, though, you have to remember that was at, that was peak LeBron where he could drag a team of nobodies misfits outcasts and him and just take him to the finals and have n- absolutely no business being there like none yeah yeah <laughs> ten, that was 10 straight years lebron's in the final and yeah dragging a lot guys that yeah you wouldn't have thought of it would have ever made a final so um a couple of more notes uh donovan mitchell uh has been rumored to be shipped around the league uh, the Knicks have emerged as the front runner and uh, lots of pieces and supposedly um, offered for him. Um, yeah, it seems like Utah's doing a huge re uh, just blowing it out and doing a massive rebuild after getting Rudy Gobert. I thought Mitchell was going to be that centerpiece and, and build around him, but uh, I'm you know quite surprised that um, they're shopping him around so much and uh, it looks like he might be going out of town pretty soon. Yeah, but again, you know, they're, they're deal- you're dealing with Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge doesn't think if it doesn't benefit him, he will not make the move. Yeah. And that, that's been his history throughout as a GM. Yeah. And like, if you look at the return he got from Rudy Gobert, which still in my mind is the absolute most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, I'm just like, you gave them how many things? Like, no. <laughs> like, no. like four or five players and like three to four, like, like, the pick, uh, it was amazing. Oh, it was amazing how much he got for it. Now, if he's trying to do the same thing with uh, with Mitchell, ah, man, I, I don't know if you're going to be able to pull that off too as well. No, no he, he, he's going to get a lot, but I don't know if he can get the same amount as he did for Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of the Jazz and the Knicks, um, they're supposedly two of the three front runners uh, to try to get Russell Westbrook. Uh, he's rumored to be heading to there or Indiana. Uh, they're trying to figure out a, a way to get him and his contract in there. Um, he doesn't seem to be wanted with the Lakers anymore. Um, we'll, we'll see uh, if this happens. Uh, I, I kind of think Knicks is uh, where uh, Russell's going to end up. Could be. Well, you know, like, it's not like the Knicks are any good anyways. So, you know, yeah, yeah, I, I, I can see that happening. And Russell can just do rust things and just, you know, be the walking triple-double that he is. That's cool. Or, you know, what might actually happen with Russ? They might just buy him out. Like, you know, like, I, I, I see that as a really big possibility at this point in time, right? Because they're trying just about everything. Two teams, three teams, four teams. It's like they're, they're doing what they can, but they might just have to buy them out and just call it a night. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, there was a couple of um, signings 
this week, some young guys. Um, Alex Antetokounmpo, the younger brother of Giannis and Thanasis. Uh, he is now, uh, he's been traded to the Bucks G League affiliate. And uh, so we might see actually three brothers on the, uh, on the Bucks coming up uh, at awesome. some point this uh, coming season. That's pretty neat. Uh, imagine actually seeing all three uh, brothers on the court at the same time with the same team. How cool would that be? That would be freaking awesome. And I'm pretty sure Giannis might have had a, a hand in saying, oh, is my brother free? Yeah, go get him. And then the team said, you bet. You bet Giannis. We're going to go get him. Yeah. We got him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was pretty neat. Yeah, I was happy to see that. Uh, I tried watching uh, their new show, The Rise. Uh, the other night, I was too tired, and I, I only made it a few minutes in, but I, I'm really looking forward to watching that. And uh, yeah, I think you and I talked about it recently. Uh, I think that's going to be cool to see it. Um, they, they showed, uh, yeah, just the the tough um, the tough road that his parents had to go to, uh, yeah, tried to get out of their country and try to get to Greece. Uh, they were in Turkey, and they – um, yeah, the uh, government officials were arresting tons of people, and luckily they just made it out and got themselves to Greece and uh, built a life. And and uh, yeah, I have uh, now three brothers on the same in the same franchise. Uh, pretty incredible. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that. Uh, the other um, note that came down today was uh, Shaquille O'Neal's son, Sharif O'Neal. Uh, was signed to a six-figure contract with the G League Ignite today. And um, he. this is one of the G League teams that uh, does pay out a lot of salary to guys uh, in their league. Uh, most of the other guys are not making huge amount. He really impressed with the Lakers uh, team in the summer league. And uh, the Ignite decided they were going to uh, sign him and develop him. He's pretty raw. But uh, his uh, athletic ability is pretty incredible. And um, I think we're going to see him possibly in the next year or two. Um, yeah, get, get a contract from an uh, NBA team. And uh, this is good news for Shaq and, uh, and his son. It's pretty cool. Very cool. And, uh, and obviously, he clearly has, like, you know, the, 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 the genetics, the blue blood genetics yeah. in him to do well. So I, I, I cheer for him. I root for him. I hope the young man can do well and get his dream. Yeah. Get it done. You too. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Uh, okay. One last note. Um, the NFL has just released its own streaming service. They made the announcement today. Uh, you can get the NFL plus uh, $4.99 a month or $39.99 per year. Uh, the subscription includes uh, all of all out-of-market preseason games, uh, you'll be able to um, get lots of preseason games. You'll be able to get uh, lots of content. Uh, they say that um, this is the first time the NFL has uh, dipped their toe into this water. Uh, you and I talked about it being a possibility at some point. And um, yeah, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to sign up and see what it's like. And uh, I'll let our viewers and listeners know if it's worth the money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Got to try it out. 
especially like four ninety nine a month. That's that's that 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 sounds like a really good deal. But I, I do have a question. That that obviously includes regular season games, right? Like you, you get to see everything, right? <laughs> Not uh, just the yeah, we'll see. Um, there, as I said uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think we talked about this. Um, NFL is in the process of renewing its uh, Sunday ticket package. Uh, Right. Um, they're true. They're trying to choose a streaming partner, uh, Amazon or Apple uh, being the two biggest front runners. Um, that would be different from this particular uh, subscription service. Okay. I, I, I get that. I understand that. Now, the great thing about the NFL is all they got to do is this. Who has the bigger bank account? Yeah. Who's got more money? Because <laughs> And, and when, whoever does win that, I can't wait to see what those numbers look like. I oh. cannot wait to see how many billions of dollars that's going to be worth. Because yeah. it's not going to be eight. That's going to be like that. No, no. Hold on a second. That's going to be like, that's going to be like a lot of money. That's yeah. like 40 billion, 50 billion, 60 billion. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be absolutely massive, depending on how long they want to lock it up for. Yeah. Uh, Direct TV has owned Sunday ticket rights since 1994. So uh, their contract runs out this season. That was obviously a, a what, almost a 30 year commitment. Uh, yep. Pretty incredible. I don't know how much they want to lock uh, one of these streaming services down for, but, um, uh, but yeah, uh, big money coming. And uh, yeah, I think uh, they could pretty much write, you know, write their, write their debts off right you know being able to increase the salary cap by a huge amount because uh big 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 money's coming that they have never seen uh so far no huge money's coming and so and also too that's going to be good news for the players we're going to be able to make more money that's going to be great news actually now that i think about it for lamar jackson who's still under contract negotiations yeah. and by the way i think what he's been doing has been brilliant this slow play that he's doing, it's just making him more money. Yeah. Like it literally is making him more money, but he's just like, ah, I'll just wait. Let's see what everybody else is getting. Ooh, ooh I'm going to get a lot of money here. This is going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you're right. Cause usually they just one up, one up, one up, one up. This is the biggest contract ever. No, this one's the biggest one. No, yeah. They just, if you wait, you're going to, yeah, make, make the most out of anybody. Yeah. Uh, you're right. So it's, you know, they, they, they have to sign them. And uh, yeah, basically they got to probably give them the richest contract that that's out there. Well, well, there's been talk of him possibly. And I, I think that's what he would be worth 50 million a year. Yeah. 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 That's that. And that's the going rate. That's, that's what it costs. That's yeah. it. Pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. It's going to be great. I love seeing the money. And uh, yeah, I uh, can't wait to see what breaks down with all these streaming services for the NFL and the money that keeps uh, pouring in uh, uh, biggest league in North America by far. And uh, they already have huge money in TV rights. Uh, this is just going to uh, up it even so much more. And uh, it won't matter if a fan ever attends a game, uh, they'll be able to just keep handing out huge dough. Yeah, which is kind of nice. It's like, oh, no, we, we have these billion-dollar stadiums. Doesn't matter if anybody goes. Doesn't matter. We're still going to make tons of money. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's cool, yeah. 
All right, man. Well, this was this was great as always. Uh, yeah, thanks for uh, making us have a great uh, weekend wrap up of sports and a fantastic Monday. I'm glad you had a nice chill out weekend. Um, yeah, I'm glad you didn't go down to the fireworks. Uh, I heard it was the largest crowd to ever see the celebration of light fireworks down there. I think you would have got uh, probably frustrated uh, being in, in and amongst uh, that many people. And I couldn't even believe that I heard it uh, all the way in Richmond where I was on Saturday night. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm glad you stayed home and uh, chilled out. Uh, now you can uh, party all week and uh, have a have a really good uh, summer week. It's uh, here it comes. Can't wait yeah, to- no. yeah it, it's great. It's great. Summer's here now. You know, like I can go to the beach, even though I don't really need to work on my tan, but I, I guess I could. It, it's there. It's there. But uh, but I, I already know what I'm doing this week. This week is oh, it's always committed to the rehab and all that sort of stuff so that I'm good to go for next month. So that's that's what most of this week's going to be. Uh, just a month left and you can return to work. Is that is that right? Yeah, that that's what that's what it's looking like as long as. My doctor gives me the go-ahead, which nice. I'm going to be seeing him in two weeks. Great. As long as all that all that is uh, good and buttoned up, I think I'll be good to go. Oh, good to hear, man. Really good to hear. Glad glad that all your hard work's paying off, and uh, yeah, you're gonna feel good going getting back at it. It'll be fun to see you out there. I'm sure we'll cross paths all the time uh, when you're back to work. Definitely. Yeah, that that's definitely going to be a thing. We are definitely going to be crossing paths. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man. Well, uh, have a great night. And um, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk through the week. Cheers. Take care. All right. You got it. Cheers. Bye for now. All right. Bye for now. Okay. Wow. Uh, Coming to an end of uh, another podcast. That was fun. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, Great to have Jason on board as always. And um, yeah, uh, fun conversation. Uh, Glad he got some rest. I, I did too, a little bit, but uh, really enjoyed my Sunday with uh, all the great music and and the wrestling. Uh, I recommend it. If you guys see a wrestling card uh, coming up, uh, it was a lot of fun. Lots of laughs, uh, highly entertaining. And, and um, yeah, there are uh, probably about four or five local promotions. I think this one was an American promotion that came up, but uh, I'm sure just uh, as fun with the, the local promotions. And, and um, yeah, anyway, I want to thank our partners, and sponsors, uh, Anchor.fm, easiest place to make a podcast and really phenomenal at posting on multiple podcast platforms for us. Verbero, the hockey equipment and apparel company, industry leader in technology, performance and value. The V350 stick is a must have for anybody that plays hockey in your midst. Um, Pampas and Possibilities, uh, really phenomenal with the great West Coast vibes uh, to uh, create a really, really amazing decor in your home. And Forever Living, the aloe vera company for health and beauty products. Uh, You can purchase products on our website at discounted rates. Uh, Just go to completesportsmedia.com and uh, lots of great content. Uh, Go to our website, completemedianetwork.com. Tons of things there to check out. And really appreciate your support as always. Thanks so much for watching and listening. And uh, we'll see you again in a week. And uh, if not sooner, okay? Love you. Take care of yourself. Bye.